0: your jeg se per it's gonna be a bumpy podcast. I'll take all
1: this. Hop 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 hop. Hop hop, whoa, whoa. Hop, hop, yeah. hop 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 welcome to Classic Movie Banter. You know that podcast where me, that guy Brenton, <laughs> and that other guy Nathan. Hello. We talk about movies that are 20 years or older. 20 years? 70 years. Oh, precisely actually. And we tell you whether those movies are still worth watching today and whether they are still worth recommending to your mates to watch on a Thursday night. Yeah, and let's see if we
0: can recommend that today, Brenton, because it's a special day, isn't it, in this month of October? Because tomorrow, Brenton, is the 70-year anniversary of of All About Eve. Hey, round of applause. There she is. There hey, she goes. It's Eve. She's in the it's house. It's All About
1: Eve. You know, I feel like there's a Pokemon spinoff that should be happen that should be called All About Evie You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> and Christ,
0: that fan fiction is definitely out there somewhere, isn't it? Just like, oh. Maybe it's a prequel to, like, Killing Eve. You know, the TV show. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I do know that. You know, but it brings up the question that Eve is such a funny name. Isn't it? When, when you go... Oh, I'm going to name my future child. You know, Eve's not the first thing that springs to my mind anyway. I don't know about you. I mean, you know, God called the first girl
0: Eve, so there's something. Ah, that is true. <laughs> God's just like sitting there by a tree going like, baby names, like, mm. <laughs> Just like cycling through. Uh, uh, how biblical, uh, Nathan?
1: All about Eve uh, was released in 1950. Yes. obviously because it's 70 years, and it was directed by Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Ooh, uh, and written. It was written by him as well. And this is this is this is a fun fact for you all, uh, lovely listeners. Michael, oh sorry, sorry, Joseph, not Michael. Fucking hell, sorry. I'm 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 gone already. I'm just. <laughs> I've, I've, he's five drinks in, listeners. He's all. He's too much on the bottle. I've made too many mistakes already. The episode's over. Give us five stars on iTunes. See you next week. Please do. Uh so yeah, Joseph one can consecutive oscars spoiler alert for both director and best writing screenplay for a letter to three wives which was released in 49 and then he won the uh, same two awards for all about eve the year later wow so that's, a, that's a that's a pretty that's pretty cool good on you joseph good on him hope you're well he is deceased oh, I'm He's <laughs> he ain't around anymore <laughs> but
0: his movie is brent and i'm gonna tell you all about it so stick back while i pitch you this movie Can you pitch me the movie? All right, welcome, Brenton, to the 1950s. Whoa, time travel. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) 70 years back. All right, he's alive again. We're here to talk about this film. Hey, uh, Joe. (laughs) And uh, all about Eve. What it's about, Brenton, uh, is we're in the theater industry. We're in New York, back way back when. Uh, The war's finished, and... Eve is this young woman who's a big fan of this huge movie star played by Betty Davis um what's her name the movie like Betty Davis's character do you know does anyone know
1: oh sorry so, sorry sorry I'm uh, asking
0: you even though I'm pitching you the movie
1: <laughs> I believe her character name was Margot oh yeah Margot that's right so Eve is a huge fan of this big theatrical
0: actress called Margot and she's like hey I'm your biggest fan can I work for you and Margot's like sure go for a kiddo and over the movie we watch Eve learn from
1: from Margot and watch their relationship develop in the theatre industry. That sounds like a uh, a fascinating plot for a movie, Nathan. Two people become friends and their relationship grows. What a what a premise. It's it's not a romance movie. Get that out of your head, Brenton. It's like it's really hard to
0: pitch. Because you have to go into this blind.
1: I would say, I would say, okay. Can, I'm going to add to your pitch. I'm going to say. Please do. This is not easy. The opening, the opening scene. We know that Eve, that it's all about Eve from the title. Yes. We know
0: it's all about Eve. We can say what the opening scene is, right? The
1: opening scene. She reach. She's reaching the heights of the industry, of the theatrical industry, as an actress. Yes. And in this movie, we find out how she got there. Thank you,
0: thank you. That's that's what I needed to say. Thank you. For, you've
1: done a better pitch, and i meant to be giving it to you. <laughs> no worries at all. I'm here for our lovely listeners. It's all good. It's all good. I, I was just reading. I was just re- actually, you know what? I was sitting here as the producer, and I was adding to your own I- uh, your idea. Wow, you're so, you really want this project to happen? <laughs> I've literally got no idea what the plot is. I just, I just that just came to me in the moment. Wow. Um, so yeah, here's here's a bunch of funds, and uh, go make a movie. <laughs> here's some war bonds. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> here's any financial means you need go have fun and i'll see you when it's all done and dusted at the premiere sound good sounds good mate let's talk about it i'll start i think
0: oh, all right he's taking the carcass i'll drive i'm like oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah no one wants that but uh, i'm gonna do it anyway um nathan i really like this movie good on you brenton well done thanks mate <laughs> i think that it is uh supremely well made very well directed performances are outstanding oh yeah from all of its cast, but in particular, obviously our, our two female leads, which are which are two female leads, which are Bet Davis and Ann Baxter. But uh I also want to give a special shout out to George Sanders. George Sanders, that's him. Yeah. yeah I mate. think I think those those two for me stood out. But in saying that Who doesn't
0: recognize that voice where he's like, Hello there, Brenton. We're going to talk about the theater, you know. So here it's still go.
1: like American, but it's like that kind Isn't of Is that transatlantic uh, kind of accent? Like Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it.
0: There she goes, Eve. She's here in Broadway. I'm George.
1: Those are the three standouts whose performances we'll get into uh as the episode goes on. But uh just now Know that this is an ensemble piece you know like I think all the this is an
0: acting re- to a divorce which I thought would admit when I was watching this I'm like Brenton's gonna love this movie because it's just all acting it's
1: <laughs> like- but uh, that's not the standout for me the standout is the screenplay for sure absolutely there's so many great one-liners in this movie but that doesn't isn't what makes a good screenplay in my opinion it definitely handles so many themes so many ideas there's concepts in this movie yeah and, and a great premise that keeps you kind of on the edge of your seat and makes you feel things that going into it I don't think you would necessarily ready to feel like you weren't expecting no it's really hard to talk about this film the non-spoilers
0: because so much of this movie is a surprise yeah totally there's so many things revealed and like I really don't want to sell it short but this is a movie that escalates and it really really escalates in the best of ways possible and like the closest thing I can akin it to is kind of that first viewing of Parasite where like you kind of learn what the movie is and then it kind of rolls with it then it kind of goes up
1: sure yeah yeah things just escalate yeah yeah I, I think that's a that, that's a good comparison to make I'd also say that even if you are coming into this episode you're listening to us at the moment firstly thank you very much please go give us a review on the iTunes app uh, second, second second, of all I think even if you if you are coming to this episode and you do know kind of spoilery elements of this movie but you've still never seen it you're still gonna get a supreme kick out of watching this you know what I yeah. mean it's still gonna draw you in you're still gonna feel about the these characters and and kind of understand their plot you still you might you know you might not you'll understand them but you also like won't like certain characters and and maybe your opinions will change on characters you didn't like at the start and
0: i'm not going to tell anyone how they're going to react to a movie brenton
1: I'm i'm just saying i'm just saying possibilities are endless with your reactions. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Look, like, yeah, this
0: is a movie. It's this is a very layered movie. It's it's got it's an onion, Brenton, of a movie.
1: Oh, there's a Shrek reference. There we go. Look, 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 I'm
0: I'm in the same boat as you, mate. I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. And it's and it's what a string we've
1: had doing the Dollars trilogy and now this. It's like <laughs> we're we've been spoiled, Brenton. What, what what's so unfortunate about like our podcast, you know, I guess like a layout is that we kind of watch these movies and we talk about them like within the same week. You know what I mean? Well, we do it in a weekly period. Yeah. That that's right so like I I can imagine that like people would see this and I can imagine myself I I don't know if this is gonna happen and obviously we have our look back episodes where we look back and we go oh you know but we do that every once in a blue moon you know what I mean so it'll be interesting to see how this movie kind of holds up with the string of just amazing films yeah because you and I both just watched this today like it's still very fresh in our heads yeah like and and like not only that but this year we've reviewed like some bloody stand out movies like this has been probably the best like year for the podcast in terms of the actual quality of the movie these yeah, yeah. In- incredible films because you're not like
0: watched. oi let's talk about cats <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: now that you've gotten that out of your
0: system now that you've like finished that bowel movement we can actually focus on the good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah.
1: exactly so so looking looking forward i think that i can't imagine myself like not thinking of this film like in the same standard as like the good the bad and the ugly as you know the apartment you know yeah. as these, well, like- it's funny because we just did um
0: billy wilder's like you
1: know four standout
0: films and totally. and like this feels like another like a like a cousin of theirs. This was like something Billy yeah. Wilder probably would have made. Like I w-
1: I would say it's a distant cousin. It doesn't feel like a Billy Wilder. It, to me it doesn't feel like something that Billy Wilder has made. But like I understand that it's the same elk, you know, it's the same yeah. inspiration, maybe. I don't know. So yeah, um I- again, like every out al- every element of this is like it's supremely well made and, and like and yeah, and like and Brenton brought it up before, like the acting is just on
0: another and it's funny because like it feels so ahead of its time, the performances. Like the like it's so naturalistic and like it, it's it's, it, there's two ways you see performances one like the naturalistic kind of conversations but because all the major characters are in the theatre industry and they're all prolific they kind of speak to each other in a very
1: theatrical way in kind of a meta theatrical way you you actually brought up a point that I was I had a note here that I was going to bring up the same oh, thing we're so is into that, like, the, the performances are like you said they're ahead of their time because they understand the characters they're playing that they are kind of narcissists in a way they are you know from yeah. that elk that theatrical world and so like and uh, uh, of the time as well you know like people are like you know actors evolve over time in terms of like how they interact with the public and how they're viewed by the public right yeah. so like at this time there's no social media and so it's all very extravagant like these these hollywood icons these theatrical icons these broad, broadway icons they're very over the top they're very larger than life because they kind of have to be for their careers yeah. to sustain and to be those personalities and so this film understands the actors understand them as people though is that is what you're getting at. yeah you get the you get the actual people behind it that's it yeah. and so like it's this. It's like you said, layered is a great word, mm. or as I would say, complicated. But you know, uh, we you all know. It's <laughs> funny because like. I got so many Sunset Boulevard vibes
0: from this. Like Sunset Boulevard vibes from this. Because it feels almost like a reverse Sunset Boulevard. And I go I can't I can't say exactly why because that's a spoiler, but especially like narratively, it kind of does feel like the opposite of that. But the dynamic of the of the of the old versus the new, I think it does really interesting things with it.
1: Sure. I can see that comparison, but like I wanna talk about this Sunset Boulevard thing because you're not the only person uh because I did some research. Well they came out the same year as well. Like <laughs> We we do our research on this show. We look up like, you know, other Other critics' opinions and, like, other, you know, just. And blatantly copy them. (laughs) But. <laughs> oh damn Nathan I've
0: revealed I've revealed our uh, secret.
1: No but I'm not sure if I would necessarily agree with the comparison with Sunset Boulevard. I agree with elements of it, but I want to talk to you more about it. I mean you got to agree to a
0: comparison. You
1: don't have to agree to comparisons. Sorry. I I understand some uh, elements of like the the comparison you're talking about, but not fully, like not to the extent that you're you're saying. So I want to like get inside that and understand like we All right, we'll save that for later on then. But for now, that's all basically that's all basically I wanted to say. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk about how good the actors are. It's, it's a,
0: and like Betty Davis like, She didn't get an Oscar for it. We'll talk about the Oscars soon, I guess. But like, this is—I think this is probably the best acting I've seen ever. Maybe (laughs) that's that's a that's a big call. Yeah. Like, I think I think I think I think I think it's worthy of that title. Every Um, line she
1: does, it's just
0: I'm like, geez. It's like I mean, people talk about Brando, and I get it, but like, she's like the counterpart to him. You know, like yeah, totally. It's just and like and the woman was nominated for ten fucking Oscars like her whole career. So like, you can see why. Did she ever win? Yes, twice I think from memory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, but not for this weirdly, even though like. Also, fun fact: this is the only film ever to have four female acting nominations. Really? So the two leads and the two um supporting. Two supporting, yeah. It, yep. Can we talk about the supporting cast as well? Because they're all brilliant.
1: Yeah, everyone's everyone's wonderful. Celeste Home, who played uh, Margot's close friend, who's the the wife of. The she's great. The whole film, she's like, oh jeez, what have I done? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> she's just all trapped. She's great. Nah, I, I I love her, and I also love her maid, um, Birdie. Yeah, I was surprised she got nominated. Because she's not in it that much. No, but when she is, she she makes an impression. She's I think she's great. a... What's the accent she's got? It's like a working class, like... It reminds me a bit of, like, Betty Boop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that, yeah. Great, though. I love her. She's good. But I, I think... I thought she was fantastic, and um, she's a she's a, she's an acting great. I think she was nominated, like, six times for an Oscar, and uh, she might have oh, won wow. one as well. Like, yeah, like... Fantastic. she's Fantastic. So that's awesome. But obviously, Anne Baxter as well. Like, we're, oh. we're saying that Margot... Bette Davis as Margot is fantastic as the lead, uh, but the other lead is uh, Anne as, as Eve, and I think she's... she's-, she's there's, there's elements of a performance that I'll get into that I don't necessarily love. And I, that's why okay. I would probably give it to... I would give it to Beth over Anne. I hear there's, you. There's is it Beth Davis or Betty Davis? Betty. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I'm not fucking it up. <laughs> if we're fucking... If, we're, if we are both fucking it up, let us know. Maybe it's Better. Bata Davis. <laughs> this is your new show, Leone. Who's this chick? Yeah, this this unknown actress that no one had ever heard of. Had never been nominated for an Oscar in her career. Oh, you know who
0: else we haven't said? Marilyn Monroe's in this movie. Ah, she She is. is, And she
1: is so good. For the bit she's in, is this her debut? Was this like one of I don't her think it's her movies?
0: debut. It's an early role though. It's like very very yeah, early, right. and
1: like she's only in it for maybe like two or three scenes.
0: But she's so good and does exactly what she needs to in those scenes. I'm like, exactly. I'm so happy
1: she's in it. But like all the cast are memorable. Like so even she is memorable. Yeah, you're like, oh, hey, it's Marilyn. Like <laughs> so you're like, oh, why did the maid get nominated? It's like I can understand. I know she's only in there for a few scenes, and certainly not as many as some of the others. But like she, everyone does their job. Like it's such an ensemble cast. Like, yeah. The other the the director and the playwright we have. Spoken about, like, are also really solid in this movie. It was just so good,
0: and it's funny because, like, we're focusing so much
1: on the acting, but like, it really
0: is an acting movie. It's one of those, like, and it's funny because even though the acting's so good, like you said it before, the screenplay's also
1: so good. I love the writing, like, oh, this, I think, I think the screenplay allows it. You know what I mean? It yeah. allows the actors to to give the performances they get. Also, because... the whole movie
0: is about acting. That's what, like, yeah. the movie is about. So like... totally, <laughs> and it's about totally. like actors being pissed off to other actors. So it's
1: like, I, I don't know about you, Nathan, but like, I have like a soft spot in my heart. And I know it's it's kind of wanky because I know kind of Hollywood loves this as well. But Hollywood and I kind of like stories that are about Hollywood, that are about the theater, yeah. that are about well, that also, world.
0: Also, you are an actor, Brenton, so of course you're gonna love stories about actors as well.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily because of that. I think there's just a weird psychology within like performance yeah. and within and within that world. That it's like Hollywood knows how to write about Hollywood, and it is kind of that kind of. But
0: here's the thing: it is a little bit wanky in that sense. But also, this film kind of like makes fun of that. Yeah,
1: no, ab- absolutely. Like, like I think I think it like the it, film opens n- with the mocking like acting awards yeah that's totally it and and it it holds it holds nothing back is is what yeah. i'd say like films like this films like i'd argue like birdman's kind of the same yeah. like the things about a theater george sanders
0: channels a lot of what birdman's about yeah, yeah.
1: exactly like so it doesn't i like stories that like are, are truthful in the depiction of this industry and like and and the ins and outs of it and the and the people uh, and the personalities that that exist within that world and so it is timeless yeah this is still relevant today like this movie oh, and, and absolutely. what it's about yeah I th- should we rate it then you're fond of lobster ain't ya? Uh, obviously thumbs up Same. i think it could potentially be like what in 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 my top films i've i've ever seen as well but uh mm. time will tell time will tell and we'll we'll obviously revisit this at some point and i'll i'll keep you keep you guys updated yeah
0: i really 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 want to watch this again mm. and it's funny we've had such a good string of films lately on the show like it's just it sucks
1: that we do like a new one every week almost because i'm like i just want to rewatch a lot of these like they're so good i know right i probably i probably will like some of these movies i i've rewatched um since like like in the same week we'll do the episode and I'll go back a few nights later and I'll watch it again just because I know you've seen Drunken Master five times (laughs) well what can I say best movie ever made (laughs) am I right (laughs) (laughs) number one I mean it is obviously (laughs) number one on the list number one is Drunken Master number two is It's a Wonderful Life number three is Network fantastic
0: It's pretty good. But like yeah, this like this this is definitely giving me like Sunset Boulevard like, you know, double indemnity, like that kind of beautiful old Hollywood drama hmm. kind of vibe. So, yeah, absolutely watch this on a Thursday night. This is just it's so good. It's so fucking good. Like, I don't know, if you love I'm trying to think of, like what would be like the mood for this? Like, well, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was
1: like, this is a movie that I think has the pen- potential to obviously like it made me laugh in the first few few seconds. Yeah. It's funny. It is very funny. It has the potential to make you laugh, but it is it'll also hit hard I think some people and it has the potential to like you know make you sad make you cry yeah. it'll, it'll make you feel that's what I mean like I, I don't I don't even know what mood you'd have to be in to watch this because it just covers so much ground
0: yeah so that's exciting maybe so, like melancholic or maybe if you feel defeated because it kind of explores that kind of emotion like I don't know you know what it's a bit games of Game of Thronesy.
1: that's what I mean there's there's also a there's also like a thriller element to it, it as really well, is you know what I mean so if any of that sounds enticing like post this thing on it. man like get, get it so on it's so fucking good Ah! Let's
0: spoil it. You spoiled it. What? The movie. Oh. Okay, I want to open the spoil section with this, Brenton. I think Eve might be the most notorious scheming villain in the history of cinema. (laughs) And I'm not even fucking with you. I think she is forget Cersei. This is like (laughs) this is the scheming villain.
1: Yeah, there was a period I really hated her in this movie. Yeah. I really hated her. And there's like some big moral questions
0: I really want to ask you and have like a deep convo on it. Yep. So, do you think Eve has an overall plan from the get-go? Do you think like, when she first knocks on that makeup room door to meet Betty Davis, do you think she has a grand design of what she kind of, of her, like a scheme? Do you think like, she has the scheme from the start? Or do you think she's kind of making it up as she goes?
1: As someone that's only watched this, like, very freshly, like, I, I haven't given this much thought, to be honest, but... So, in first impressions? The facts the movie gives us, and there's a certain scene of why I think this, but yes, I do. I think she has the plan from the beginning. Mm. What do you think? And this is interesting, because when I watched that first scene where she tells the story she has that great monologue where she tells this story of, of her life to that point of as to why she's there and why she's seen the play every night oh i was brewing beer and it was shit yeah like i didn't believe that no at all like when when she first says it and and, and i think some people will so like you know, you know what I mean, <clears throat> but like for me for me and it's very clear when she has the scene later on with the critic that like she she went about this in the from the beginning and I don't know if necessarily the end goal of where she gets to is the intention, but it's it's more of those things that the goals unfold as they go on. It's like she set herself little goals, you know. If you if you want if you want to learn how to set goals, watch even this movie <laughs>
0: because like <laughs> if you ever want a goal plan, she's got like, a little calendar in front of her like here we go.
1: Because life would still be pretty good if she got to where she gets to in the first twenty minutes, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. but it's it's. But it's about how she keeps going, and and she has some mm. failures along the way. Don't be, get me get oh, me wrong. Oh, this deals with greed so well. But but I I yeah, it does. It's a it's a great film on greed and power. Yeah, and power. Oh, and that's
0: a huge thing we didn't bring up in the non spoilers. Feminism. This is one yeah. of the best feminist piece of work I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. In what sense? It explores womanhood really well, and I think Betty yeah. Davis has some great monologues,
1: and some other characters
0: are well on the role of a woman, and like I it agree. deals with marriage, and like it's it's great.
1: That's what I mean. Like so like there's there's like there's like power versus the familiar. It's 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 this it's this interesting thing that like these characters go through. And Eve is interesting as well because um I and the more I think that, that she had the plan from the beginning is because the ending kind of enforces that as well with the the young girl at the end.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I, cause because I, it was such a brilliant movie. When you first see that new girl, Mike, I was okay, here's here's my line of thought. I was <laughs> when you first meet meet like the chick in the house when she comes back from the award party, I'm like, really? She already has a fan club? I was
1: like, She hasn't been around for long. How the fuck does she have a fan club? It's no I I bought that. It's it's like I bought my my mindset was more this ending's gonna either end in two ways: the way it did end, or the other way. I was thinking, I was like, it'd be interesting as well to see Eve like see through this girl and to like just throw her aside instantly and just know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I like that like she gets
1: replaced.
0: Like we see that that's it's just, it's a vicious cycle.
1: It's a vicious cycle. Um in this and it's also the which I like I like that message this movie deals with age but it's also like it's also about like narcissism and this se- narcissism in the sense that Eve like you know should by all accounts with the smart she shows in this movie again she only makes a few mistakes you could say in terms of her, her rise to stardom her rise uh, to to gain power in this industry but at the end like she should if she was still on top like make that choice to throw that girl out and not was going on straight away and see through the bullshit because that's what herself had portrayed but it's someone that's like so egocentric but by the the end it's like it's almost like she does see that happening but she just chooses to like play along with it because that's that's a game in itself and it's gonna yeah. probably be her undoing at some point you know what I mean well that's
0: the thing I love that and you think she'd learn that lesson because Betty Davis is responsible
1: for a lot of her own undoing and it's funny though she's a she's right from the beginning well not from the very beginning but as soon as she catches on to what's like going on she's correct and the film does a good job as well is that like it keeps you guessing whether she actually is correct or whether she is just as, as narcissistic and egocentric as Eve is revealed to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is an unlikable quality to watch, right? So for me, I was watching it and I was going, I didn't believe Eve's story at the start. And I think there's shit she's doing from the start that isn't entirely honest. But at the same sense, I didn't know to the extent of like how far she was, like, far gone yeah. she was. As is revealed at a certain point in this movie. Well, that's that the I thing. Because like, oh, so much
0: of the move- so much of the movie, I was sitting there like trying to work out what Eve is up to, and you're and you're trying yeah. to put the pieces together. I remember just sitting there going, oh no oh no as you kind of see like her, the steps that she takes
1: so yeah I, I guess this is a good point to chat about I know I said there was some aspects of that performance of Eve that I didn't necessarily agree with and there was a oh, scene yeah. there was a couple of scenes one was the one where she makes the move on Margot's partner um, the director oh yeah I, I was like what? what are you doing having a crack on him so like that makes sense to a certain degree but like as in like
0: why she does it like her motivation
1: no I, I understand why she does it and it's fine yeah. that she does it but there was mo- that was one of the moments that she was a bit too Villainous, that she was a bit too Cersei Ah, I don't like that with the character. I don't like if she plays plays it like that. I don't think she was like moustache twirling. Like I don't think she was. There was <laughs> moments in. The, There's a couple moments that I was like, it's too much. Like it's it's just like it's. It, you're better off. It, it, it would have been that there were moments that I was like, I just didn't buy. I was like, it's not as real as like the rest of. There's nuanced and as real as the rest of these performances have been the whole time. I get it because I get what the character is meant to be and like what their intentions are. But it was a, just a bit too a bit too full on okay. for me. You know what I mean? Like there was just. It just kind of took me out for brief moments, and that that was one of the moments.
0: But I thought, in general, you saw the subtext, like in the performance.
1: Yeah, in general, but there was moments that I was like, I'd like more subtext in ah, okay. this. Like, I'd I'd like more, I'd like more subtlety in the way that this this is this is happening. Because yeah, but in saying that, not to say that obviously that performance stands out and it's a great performance. But I think that Margot is like such the hero of this film. You know what I mean? Like I love, I love like where she ends up, like in terms of like the decision she yeah. makes and the lesson she learns from this storyline. I like that it becomes about her stepping away from that you know what yeah. I mean and not succumbing to it not becoming uh say the character in um
0: Sunset Boulevard well like, she wants to come back to it well that's why I saw so many parallels cuz like cuz in Sunset you see the older actress wanting to return whereas here in this one you see the old actress wanting to leave,
1: and for for a large part of the of the film, like it seems like it's gonna be like a self continue. She's gonna be, continue to be self destructive and throw away her relationships yeah. and whatnot. But there's a point that she like makes. Well, a that's piece. the thing
0: because she sees that I think it's the threat of her husband. I think that she sees that there was a possibility that he could leave her. So I think she's like, and she has that great moment in the car where she's like, "I now need to be a woman." Yeah. The, oh, my favorite line. There's a lot of lines in this movie, but my favorite one actually in the whole movie was that scene. She says a line where she says, "The things you drop off the ladder so you can move up faster," and you see a kind of wake up to that yeah
1: and it's um, I so I love that she learns that lesson and I, and I think the husband's one part um part of it that like the threat of him leaving and also that causes her to be self-reflective of what she's you know, the action she's taken during the course of the movie but it's also Eve herself I think that is uh, makes her realize about herself that like with this about her industry and this about her career and her life and where she wants to be in 20 years because because she she sees Eve and it's like she could easily I think play Eve back and, yeah like, you know but she kind of learns to let Eve kind of do her thing like towards the end that's it she goes you know what i'm gonna just go tour this show and that's gonna be great and then i'm gonna marry the man i love
0: yeah and celebrate my success and it's kind of funny because here's what i have a bit of an issue with because eve is kind of like ragnarok in the sense that like you know she's here to herald the end of days for betty davis you know she is Ragnarok so mm. that's why I was surprised at the start of Eve's career at the end we suddenly have like the new Eve arrive you know what I mean like Eve doesn't have to get old for new Eve to arrive new Eve kind of just rocks up from the get-go
1: yeah totally but why is, why is that an issue because I sorry? thought
0: for new Eve it should be at the end of Oh, her name's Phoebe it should be like when Eve's older not when Eve's young so like unless it's meant to comment about like how the industry moves quicker or like they'll just get younger and younger earlier
1: I don't think it's necessarily commenting on the time difference or like you know age necessarily I think it just shows that maybe perhaps it's not age yeah maybe just the new model it's like inspector gadget 2
0: brenton the new model just arrives and suddenly (laughs) you get out of date and maybe you have to fight crime together yeah well
1: the fact is at the end of this movie eve's going off to hollywood yeah which is a big no-no i was like no we've seen barton think we know how that goes don't do it so yeah it's 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 an interesting take and and it's funny as well that in the end like because that that the the hollywood thing calls into question um the the critic character
0: george sanders oh he's got that famous name deloitte or dewitt or something De- De- yeah. Dewitt, Dewitt,
1: yeah, I can't remember his first. No, it's like Einstein or like Edison. No, it's Edison. Edison, okay, cool. Edison, Dewitt. It calls into question that character and also Marilyn Monroe's character because to a certain point, Marilyn Monroe is that is that is someone he sees as that up yeah. and comer, as that person You'll have a that... good
0: career ahead of you. <laughs> She's like down on drinks.
1: And the way he discards her is that he sends her to Hollywood. You know, yeah. I mean? like, he's just like you're off to be in t- you're off to be in Hollywood. And it's back
0: when there was such an antagonism between theater and Hollywood. Like back then, like now it's way more relaxed. And everyone's like That's do it. both, but like it was such a thing back then. That you really see accentuated in this movie,
1: absolutely, yeah. And it's a, uh, and so it's interesting at the end that he sends he sends Eve off to off to off to be in movies, you know, have a, have do a few movies and have a movie career, yeah. And she's so against that, and it just shows because one of my favorite scene in this movie is the scene where the confrontation between Dewitt. And um and eat. Oh yeah, because it's the biggest plot twist in the sense of like she comes in and you're expecting one thing, and what she says makes sense, and that she's gonna she's gonna take the playwright and she's gonna ruin that marriage, which is she... ridiculous. Like she doesn't need to do that. Like well, it's it's, it's well you know I don't know if the, if she doesn't really need to do anything in this movie. Like I no, said, but
0: even for like the career that she wants, she doesn't have to be married to the best player in the country.
1: And and the fact that like he uh, he just sits there the whole thing and he just listens to this whole and thing. he knows
0: the truth. Like yeah,
1: and he, and he just questions it. He just he, yeah, he questions it a few times and he goes okay and he asks the questions he need to and then he just goes right bitch listen here. <laughs> i'm gonna
0: drop some truth bombs
1: i own you and i know every single thing you've yeah. done to this point and i know why you've done it and i know your real past and like it's funny because ha- we
0: don't really get the clues it's funny because we don't get the clues before that he does we get that he's interested but we don't know that he actually holds all the cards yet
1: i knew i knew that we had to f- i for me i had to find out what was really going on with eve in the sense of like the fact it needed to be confirmed that it was a lie the whole time from the beginning oh, yeah. that that front she put on with the coat and the hat and like where she'd been the oh we knew, you, you knew there was something mysterious but you wouldn't have called it to be exactly that no I, it's not that I would have called it to be that but I needed to know that my suspicions were correct. Yeah. you know what I mean.
0: Otherwise, I just feel. But the film deliberately, like, like you know, rises those suspicions. Like you're meant to be questioning her the whole time. Totally,
1: totally. And so, like, that's what, the, what that's what makes it such a great scene. Yeah. And like, in terms of like that, he he gets the one up on yeah. her. Like she makes mistakes. Like she like whether like you said like she doesn't need to necessarily go for the director to show the but She just gets greedy and arrogant with those her things. power.
0: That's it. It's so funny as well. My favorite detail in that scene is that when her real name is addressed, she goes from Eve. To Gertrude, like they just gave her the most, like you know, Gertrude kind of name. It's just, it's the best juxtaposition. The way it's delivered as well, I really love that.
1: I like as well that she just assumes that she can get the playwright, and it's and one of my other favorite scenes is like when we go back to the beginning. We flash, we go back to the flash forward at the start of the film, uh, when she's accepting that award and she gives that speech and she thanks the four other characters. You know, the the uh, Margot, Bill, and the her friend and and the playwright. And the way they just react oh to her thanking them is. Is fucking it's so priceless. funny the two men how they're just like yeah bitch thanks <laughs> for that no worries we've got our Watching awards. that,
0: I now want to watch um the Oscars like from previous years and see if like during acceptance speeches if like we see other similar reactions from other actors just to see if there's this evil subtext to like some actors' speeches.
1: For sure, like it's 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 so fun and and Margot gets the last laugh in the movie. That's what's so funny about it is that like her last line to Eve is just like the best line. It's something like yeah, it's like put that put that trophy where your if you had one. It's all, yeah, yeah, it's great. And she's like, and you just see Margot and, and she's like a person again. She's happy, yeah. she's grounded and she's like, you know, living life. And Eve goes back to her apartment, won't even go to her own like awards ceremony, like yeah. celebration, after party. She goes back to her apartment, throws her shit around and has like a mini tantrum and you see the real Eve in that last scene. Like the way she treats that young girl and like how foul she is, how kind of crude she is. In yeah. A way. Which
0: she always was. She just learned to hide it well. That's Exactly. Like, and it's beautiful that sequence where the new actress like tries on the dress and that's like the final frame of the movie and like I know right and it's we're true. like oh, and then the audience is like oh no <laughs> like it's all gonna happen again we're
1: like oh it's the worst yeah I don't know if I was like oh no I was kind of like oh I was like oh yeah like that That just you're almost waiting for
0: that here we go again <laughs> like at the end of the movie yeah like oh and it, this film this film is so beautifully cyclical in that sense because it just it goes back and forth like I love I love when we first meet Eve and we see her first kind of get Margot in her tendrils like the way that she she actually had the way she runs the room how she manipulates it she kind of walks her way in and it's funny because you think that like Margot holds the power because she changes
1: her accent she suddenly becomes very posh and like you know here's a fan of mine it's such a brilliant scene that scene in the dressing room because when Eve is um, introduced to Margot I think Margot asks her if she wants a drink or whatever and at the same time her friend uh, speaks over Margot and they they say two things at the same time and there's just like a brief it's, it's such a good moment there's such like there's a brief pause and then Eve always very calm very polite, but like with a real intensity, acknowledges Margot and then acknowledges the other question. Like it's yeah. it's just it's just brilliant. And so straight away she has the she is like the has the most power. And it's funny because you can see her like
0: get silently angry when Bill doesn't give her the time of day. Like when he go, rushes in to see his wife and she and they say, Look, this girl's called Eve, and he turns he's like hey. And then like he goes straight back to Betty Davis.
1: I don't know if she's necessarily angry, but she just plays the room. Like she plays the room so well and somehow manages to win. Yeah. Even though the maid
0: calls it out she she, she yes, knows the totally. get go. She's like this
1: thief she's no good <laughs> totally I love that scene as well when um Betty Davis starts to catch on and she just goes to the maid and goes you haven't liked her this whole time have you the maid's like oh bitch now bitch now you're talking to me <laughs> like, it's like where were you 20 minutes ago she's like
0: sure she's like what have you been doing this movie oh this is there's some great confrontations in this film my favorite one actually was when I thought you would have really liked this as well when you see the actor versus the playwright so when like they're standing on each end of the theater and like Bill was like oh if I Word for actors, all you do is fucking parrot words. And Betty Davis is like, "Well, we have to make up shit on the night sometimes because you're a shitty writer." Like you kind of see the two professions going at it, and I really love
1: it. It's a great scene. I love. I love. Is that the scene in the theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'll talk about that a bit more later on as well. But like, I love as well that the producers always just kind (laughs) of sitting there, like
0: he's just dying. Like oh, poor Max. I I just just sweating the whole movie.
1: I love it. I love these. Do you have any bicarb soda? (laughs) He's such like. I'm trying to think of his
0: like equivalent Game of Thrones character. Just the way he's a bit like. Like, like Sansa back in the early days where like she just didn't know what was going on was just purely a porn she,
1: she's Mace he's Mace Tyrell yes he is Mace Tyrell he's- yes thank you that's exactly who I was thinking <laughs>
0: yes he's such a Mace he could even be played by Mace just see a Mace just sitting in the theatre just very confused like
1: <laughs> how did I get here I love how he's introduced as well because I love that the critic is the narrator Like, yeah I love- well we get a
0: couple of narrators and I actually like the narration in this movie
1: and I do too I love that like how he introduces the room from his perspective like how how he views like how the critic Views the director, and yeah, the wire, you know, and says like, you know, they're just the small awards because all they do is, and it's kind of like with some sarcasm, it's like all they do is basically all the work, yeah. You know what I mean, like, and 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 then the actor is just the light on top, and they get all the recognition. But I like how he like introduces Max as well, and he's like, yeah, there's some producers that basically work their butts off, and like, you know, we'll 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 know that they might be taking a hit, but they're like the true artists. And then there's this guy, <laughs> that just is
0: kind of like, so <laughs> like he just finances it, he does fuck all. It's just like, just let him do his thing
1: yeah it's great max he's a really solid actor as well the whole time like some of his discussions when they're having discussions at the film are really interesting and the way that um there's a scene where betty davis is like pissed off at him and she like flicks the coat in his face and he like curls up into the fetal (laughs) position on this chair at a point it's priceless like it's 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 great it's in that confrontation actually it's so bloody funny
0: it is such a great movie and it's like the game of Thrones comparisons keep coming up because like it is that level of, like, political thriller. Like, when she invited the newspaper critics around, I was like, holy
1: fuck, like, you're going there. It's like, it's like the industry, dude. It's like, you know, it's so political, and it's about who you know, and like, But also, like, like doing whatever it takes to get to the top, like. Yeah. The thing I have to bring up as well is, um, I really like the character of the wife of the playwright that she's introduced, and it's like, she's not involved in the industry, really, in any way, and she's just there as a friend, and she's, like, kind of the outside perspective the whole time. But she's a piece of shit as well. Yeah. Well, we Doing that prank of of taking Margot away for the weekend and then like bringing her back late and like you know the, the thing with oh we're out of fuel and all that shit and so Margot misses the show but as well like you said that Eve calling all the critics and then and and her organizing yeah. you know that event to make it an event and and it's it's just sickening and like the regret obviously that she feels of just like playing a fun prank on like I think it's like a matinee performance yeah. or something as well like it's not it's meant to be a nothing performance and yet everyone's there and it becomes it's this whole thing oh man like it like but and I was like what a shitty friend and then the fact that. That it comes up again because one of my other favorite scenes is that yeah the blackmail where she's like you're gonna fucking get me that part oh, oh, <laughs> and then she's like oh no that was when I was like I really hated Eve and then I love that the movie made the choice to be like that then instantly became irrelevant yeah because Betty Davis I've made my peace with this oh. and I'm fine and it's
0: and and there's that great moment where she just laughs there's that like release of tension yeah and it's probably the biggest laugh of the movie like literally in the movie and I
1: I, I almost like had a release of myself of like like oh just, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be okay everyone like the end of that scene i was like like obviously she kind of got away with it but i was also like the end of that scene i remember just thinking well margot's won like you know what i mean like margot's in the sense that she yeah well
0: she won in the sense like she doesn't need to be the biggest actress also she's had that career we don't know if eve will like the critic is like oh eve's pretty great but we never see that we
1: never yeah that's it we never actually see her performing
0: that's the funny thing and i think you and even though i'm sure like Anne baxter will do an amazing job i don't think we need to
1: no and also we do see the performance because we see how good an actor she is the whole time. There we go. Yeah, because she's acting the whole. Yeah, because she's pretending to be someone else. I was like, yeah, we do yeah. see that. And maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no. What? I remember thinking, no wonder this this woman's such like so revered and is like seen as like such like a you know a, a talent or whatever. Because like shit, man, she's getting practice every minute of every day. Oh. But it's also sad. That's why I'm like Margot wins because it's like you know she makes peace and like moves on. and is Yeah,
0: happy. it's just a good movie, isn't it, Brenton?
1: Ah, uh, it's a great movie, mate. It's, it's a so great fucking movie. <laughs> good.
0: Can we talk about um the Oscars about with this movie? Yeah, sure, dude. The year that this was. Nominated in the Oscars. I just want to read out the best actress, like, like, fight for that year. So, the five nominees for best actress that year was June, was Judy Holiday for Born Yesterday. Then, from All About Eve, it was both Anne Baxter and Betty Davis. Then, from Caged, it was Eleanor Parker. And then, the last nominee was Gloria Swanson in Sunset Boulevard. So, for me, the big two fights would have been between Betty Davis and Gloria Swanson, right?
1: Yeah, right. But they didn't, neither of them won.
0: And it's funny because I thought then that this was the premise for the TV show Few, Betty V. Joan. Have you seen that? No. But no. now I want to watch that because even though this is not about that, I kind of just want to see. Betty Davis in real
1: life just like fight over an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interest. Do you think that there's a few things that might have happened here? Yes, because for me, if I was gonna cho- if I was gonna choose from this list, I'd choose Betty. See, this is hard, man. I don't know if it's that hard. Like for me, like I'd I'd choose Betty from that list. But I understand that like why it would be hard. Yeah. You know, I I can I, could, I totally agree that it is a tough. So how the fuck did Judy Holiday win for Born Yesterday? Obviously, we need to see that. Yeah, we need to see it like before we can really make a comment on it. But I will say that I think that potentially what's happened here is that there's two lead nominations for all about even the same category.
0: Yeah, this always cancels each other out. It's always a bad idea.
1: Glorious once V. Betty Davis like no one would have maybe got like there was no getting behind one if that makes sense so like that probably split votes as well and so it kind of makes sense that like someone else won
0: yeah it does make sense it reminds me a bit of when Brad won for Hollywood when like last year when you had um bloody um Pacino and Pesci nominated for supporting
1: yes and no I think like to a certain extent yes but also I think that as the awards season went on Brad just became an easy vote
0: yeah absolutely it
1: was like everyone just gets behind the one like because like that was a tough category that was like who was in that that was like yeah it was all established actors it was like it was really tricky was it like it was a hell of a category yeah so yeah it's interesting oh god the Oscars are so like about that there's like how many votes can we get it's poli- oh, like this it's movie so it shows the industry is
0: very political oh i <laughs> tell you what should we do some special segments
1: special
0: <laughs> segments
1: Ooh, so special. Brenton, do you think this movie is worth the remake? Yes and no. I say no because it's still timeless, like I said before, and it's still relevant. And it and it's great still still great to watch. So like, no, but like yes, in the sense of like it'd be interesting to see like a modern take yeah, on this as well. I
0: can see the mediums change for twenty twenty. Like I can you know yeah. how you know how yeah. I'd do it? I'd do it where you'd get an influencer on Instagram be best friends with this like random person in LA a little bit like Ingrid goes west yeah and you, suddenly you see that kind of what actually has happened in real life where like you see like I think. Was it, was it one of the Jenners or, like, was it Gigi Hadid where, like, they just hung out with someone famous? Or, like, P- Paris Hilton, for example. Yeah, Kardashians, where they hung out with someone famous and then become bigger than them. That's I it. think you could easily just do a similar movie like this, but with that.
1: But if you wanted to see another adaption, well, last year, uh, a stage adaption was actually made of All About E But
0: only last year. Like, it's, it's amazing it took that long. It
1: is amazing, actually. It does and, feel very uh, theatrical. It starred Gillian Anderson as Mario oh. Channing. And um, we got to talk about my favourite actress. Lily James as oh Eve Harrington. God. Who I think is perfect casting for that role. Like, I, I would have loved to have seen oh that production. My, I would have
0: loved to see that production too.
1: We could recreate the scene where we
0: go backstage to Lily James and say we're huge fans. And then we'll be the new Eves Brenton. No, what will happen is... Oh no, that, don't be the Phoebe Brenton.
1: <laughs> I will... No, I'm not being Phoebe. I'd like go back to Lily James and I'll be like, I'll work for you. And then I'd be her butler and I'd just be like that for like the rest <laughs> of my life and just hang around and just be like, Lily, you're so perfect <laughs> I'm like Brenton. And how's how's working for Lily James? And you're like, this is the
0: best thing I've ever done.
1: <laughs> you're like you're like, it doesn't even matter how it is as long as oh, I'm there.
0: I really want to see that. I wonder if it's recorded. I like as beautiful as Lily is. Like, I would actually love to see that
1: performance. I think she'd do it really well yeah no me too me too we're, we're, we're joking here in the podcast obviously I'm not gonna go backstage and uh, stalk Lily James but you know uh, should this be a musical <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, this movie actually is a musical ah, funnily enough you know it's so funny as well
0: this is a little behind the scenes so in the weeks leading up to this episode I said to Brenton oh I'm so excited to you know talk about the musical all about Eve <laughs> and then I just watched the fucking movie and it's not and it's not uh, a
1: musical I remember having that in the back of my mind as well I was like I don't, I don't know why I thought it was because there, there's a musical based mm. on this story Applause which is, um, which won the Tony I think for best musical in in 1970 Jeez, well um, done uh, when it came out so good on it but what's interesting about that production was that it came out in 1970 and it was based in 1970 because uh, they couldn't get the rights to the film to do a direct oh, adaptation of the that's film that's interesting so that musical is different and it's based on the story story that the film was based on? That's exactly right. So it's got different characters. It's still got Eve and it's still got Margot, but a lot of the supporting cast are different that's characters. So like the critic that's um in this film and like obviously such a huge part of that plot is actually a pr- the producer of the play. That's interesting. It's really interesting and like I was reading the synopsis and it's quite different to like... Is it better or worse or... No, I think it's worse. I think it's worse. I think it's... I think it could still be powerful when it like still has like the same major beats but the whole ending is like completely different.
0: Maybe maybe that's the reason why All About Eve on the stage took so long to bring that for 2019 maybe because maybe the rights holders are just very protective over it
1: yeah I think so but like so yeah it just never really eventuated and obviously applause is renowned in its own regard but it's a different beast which I think kind of works yeah. uh, you know what I mean it doesn't have to I hate just like direct adaptions to musicals like some things like should be musicals and some things aren't and we don't it, it, not everything needs to be adapted into a musical but I'm glad that there's changes enough that they're their own uh, they've got their own identity so that's it cool it is cool it was on a couple years ago I think a couple years or in, in Sydney they did a production of it at Hayes I'm pretty sure oh that's interesting
0: they got some applause be funny for one night there was just no applause because it was shit they're like oh god damn it <laughs> we even fucked that up <laughs>
1: Oh God. Like it's in the title. Oh. You know what's really
0: funny is. Yeah. Just like do that. You know what's really funny as well. So Fox holds the distribution rights of this film, obviously, because it was made by Fox, which means Disney owns all about Eve. Damn. So maybe we'll see a Disney musical of this eventually.
1: Maybe. But, uh, I, maybe I think that could there's be a There's nothing about Eric. this
0: that makes it not for children. Like there's yeah, nothing totally. swearing, even thematically. Like, like children could watch this. I just don't think they'd get much out of it. <laughs> the kids are
1: like, so is that how I should go through life? The parents no. are like, no, no, <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 I'll go backstage and be tom holland's butler that like you stay away little timmy <laughs> you stay away from tommy don't get caught in that web
1: would this work as a video game i think it would i think it would too you know what i think about this i think this could be like a real it'd either be like a visual novel or it'd be like a choose your own adventure type game yeah
0: so yeah, have, you, have you ever been playing a video game and you get those shitty ads for like shitty video games where it's like choose your adventure find your ideal wife you know it's like like there's really shit iphone totally. games be the hollywood star
1: i feel like that kind of game yeah totally i I think there's a video game in that you play as Eve and you've got to fucking get to the top and you've got to play everyone and like uh, you know try and like be the characters and make the correct choices to get to the top totally that'd be so much fun
0: yeah I think it's gonna be that exactly like, that's the premise for the game and I think it's done graphically like a shitty iPhone game like that like there's a paid yeah, firewall totally. like every like three minutes and you gotta like watch some like, <laughs> shitty video and I don't know like oh you get reputation that's like the currency for the game like yeah yeah I, th- I think it'd be great and you finally get to the end and they're like congratulations you're now a horrible person yeah I'm down for that Apple get on it. Do it. Well Nathan hey,
1: what stills this movie? <laughs> It's blinding. What was funny when I was watching this movie is that I never chose a still. There was nothing that really stood out to me. As, as great as, as well made as it is. Yeah, it was half was... of
0: me too. We're both like, what the fuck do we talk about?
1: <laughs> but I was probably more, it's more a thing of the film in the sense of like, I was so impressed by the movie that I just was never thinking about that. I was so drawn in and I just was like. Yeah.
0: But to be honest with you, even in the other episodes we've done, I've never been on, on like a still hunt. Like, it's always just presented itself in the moment. Like.
1: And it's been, it's been a natural thing. But Nathan, you
0: I did find one. I did do some. It, it was just a moment where like, you know. Know, bloody betty davis is running late for the audition to see eve act and and she's like chatting to the producer at the front and next to it is she stands next to the poster for the touring show that she's actually gonna do and and listeners if you want to see what this looks like uh, click on the links below this poster is very bizarre wouldn't you say Brenton?
1: I would say it is as well. It's uh, what what's what what style of drawing would you call this? It's kind of like a stick figure mixed with some Picasso. I don't know. It's like it's so it's, weird. It's pretty... it's, I don't know how we
0: articulate this in an audio medium, but like I think the show's called like all with wood or something like that. It's like this woman in like a ball gown dress, but like she's got like literal lines for arms and a neck. And like she's holding this yep. gun and it has like this kind of like Betty Boop eye expression on her face. So, like it's so weird. And like you see the wig that... eventually eve wears at one point like that's in the
1: poster yeah and it's like those ringlets it's like yeah yeah. if
0: you're brenton okay if you were gonna go to see a show on broadway
1: and that was a poster for one of the shows would this
0: entice you probably not no
1: (laughs) no i don't think it would at all it's just so weird. What can we say? But what's funny about it as well is that the shot's chosen that she's standing in... And I think this is a good choice as a shot, actually, because she's standing in front of the poster. And it points out this kind of, like, thing that the movie is always pointing out, that she's kind of too old for the characters yeah. she plays now. Even though she plays them really well. I just love that. Like, the biggest dilemma for her is, like, I've turned 40. And then she was, like, this big, like, oh, kind of sigh after that. I love it when people just look at her and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs>
0: you've got the world at your feet. You're fine. I Fan of like the movie industry. This is this leads us well to poster talk. The movie industry now has been pretty shit at their posters, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Whereas I feel like the theater industry's been still good, like in general. Yeah, I I'd agree. I feel like is still pretty good with their posters. So it depends on the show. Like, there's a lot of. Who do like the Playbill posters?
1: Yeah, that like I think there's a lot of like artistic merit in some of those posters, but also there's ones that basically if like if Benedict Cumberbatch is in a show or something, they're just gonna put Benedict Cumberbatch's face on the poster, you know? What yeah. I mean and that's the poster for like for big names or whatever or big like movie stars mm. that come and do plays like it's always usually their face but when it's not that and sometimes you know that rule isn't obviously cemented
0: no they didn't put bradley cooper on the poster for elephant man
1: didn't they i thought they did oh i just thought they wouldn't want to see that <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was just regular old bradley cooper it was like his, it was like his headshot or whatever speaking of which like that looked like a good production i would have liked to have oh seen i
0: was so he was there I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but when I was in New York, I went to see Booker Mormon and um he was in the audience because that night he had a break from Elephant Man, so he came next door to our theater to watch the show.
1: Fuck man. I, you've never
0: told me really? this. Really? Have I
1: never told it? So I saw Bradley nah, Cooper. You've never told me yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Jesus Christ, that's so he cool. He was up in the
0: he was up um at one of the booths or whatever. And it's funny because like mum's like, is that Bradley Cooper? And like I look, I'm like, oh yeah, there he is. He's just sitting there with um his girlfriend at the time, or whatever. And it's funny because they did Booker Mormon, and at the end of the show, um, they finished one performance during it, and that all the actors the main cast. Looked up at him and they kind of, and he
1: kind of like waved down at
0: them <laughs> like
1: during it. I'm like, there's
0: Brad. Yeah,
1: it'd be pretty cool. Did he have his long locks at that stage? I think he I did. Like, yeah, I
0: think, I think it, it's obviously his best hair. And like, yeah, yeah. he's, he, it was like that hangover one kind of haircut. It was, yeah, dude. It was so Yeah fucking It's a good cool. look. And I'm like, yeah, you do you, Bradley Cooper. You be elephant man.
1: It's funny. In New York, I saw the star I saw in New York was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. You've told that story on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, so if you're in New York, you're bound to see someone famous at some point. Would you
0: ever do a star's? tour like go around the houses and be like look there's that celebrity no nah, right? fuck fuck that no ah. i just stalk them i just stalk them myself <laughs> yeah. <in> my <laughs> that time. takes out all the fun of organizing yourself you know what i mean but also i kind <laughs> of no, like, ser- no. like the serendipity of like bumping into a celebrity like every time i've gone to a convention and there's a celebrity it's not as fun because you know it's coming yeah, and no. you're like when i've like been to a convention and being like oh look there's like mark hamill or something i've been like
1: ah. Oh. He's he's there. Can we be honest, though? If there was one time I wanted to go to Star Wars Celebration, it would be when Ian McDermott was revealed to be in The Rise of Skywalker and he just popped out. Rule it again. Like, what a a moment. And, like, the other moment, I think, as well, was there was a few years before that when, like, Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott they came back for a panel and, like, they hadn't been announced or anything. I was just like, and Hayden's just sitting there like, fuck, everyone hates me, but, like, the audience embraced him. No, enough time had passed now where now they're warming up to Hayden. Yeah.
0: And I think that's how he got convinced. I think they're like, no, people are going to be kind to you now yeah I think I think it was a nice moment yeah. actually that it's funny as well because especially with that because Armin Best has always still been involved with Star Wars like he still goes to yeah. all these conventions and I don't know how he survived it because he got the worst hatred out of everyone but like people have warmed up to Jar Jar in a sense that now he gets like praise when he's in front of fans, so that's that's still pretty funny. I've always loved yeah, Jar Jar, so
1: you know that's that's my. This cro-
0: if you want more of that, bloody go to our Star Wars episode.
1: That's my cross to bear. <sighs> to be fair, I was like I was like five when that movie came out. In my defense, so still
0: praised it, and he was
1: what twenty four then. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, let's talk about this film's yeah. poster.
0: Blanton, yes. Let's look at this film's poster.
1: But is it art? I think I can't make up my mind. This is a very interesting poster and it It works in some regards because I'll tell you why Nathan what is going on it's kind of like it's kind of like in my view it could be like Eve's view of like how she's going to like you know you know like when you see like someone that's like a detective and they've like they've got like their wall and oh, with the like red string like all that yeah the red string like connecting it all it's like maybe it's like a connection to that of Eve's just like this is how I pull them apart protect the heart Peter the heart.
0: <laughs> honestly this poster looks like someone's just fucking about Microsoft PowerPoint like they found <laughs> yeah, like the arrow symbol and they're like, look at all this. I can change the colour. <laughs> like, I can make this straight. I don't think it's good. It's also so confusing. Like, what the fuck are you meant to be getting out of this? Like,
1: you see all the different couples, like, with, like, the That's arrows it. pointed towards the hearts. Like, And then it just, the last arrow's pointing to a close-up, like, quarter shot a headshot of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Uh, like and it's funny cuz if you look at how the characters are lined up, I don't know why they're matched with those characters. Okay, here's the thing as well. I think when I when I think about it, I think I know what I'd want the poster to be instead. You know yeah. what I yeah. want the poster to be. And that and simply I think what it needs to be is just like a close-up image of Eve since that's, yeah. you know, the titular character. And then like maybe in like the background like have in the shadows Betty Davis. Yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. Just like hanging over the shoulder just like inspecting like maybe just like what's going on there. What's it, what's going on with See you? I like that a lot
0: but for me cuz cuz my biggest issue with this poster is that tonally it sells it as a romantic comedy it's yeah, all about right. the, the slogans like it's all about women and their men and so you think it's going to be like a little romp what I think you should do, Brenton, is do a horror poster for this movie.
1: No, but see, no, that's too much. Like, like I like this poster at the same time because it doesn't reveal. anything. Yeah, see, my po- yeah, I see that because
0: I wanted to reveal that you Eve's know what the villain. I want to like, I want it to be like the like the door to the makeup room like creaked open slightly, and then Eve kind of pops her head and like grinning like evilly, just like, <laughs> like like holding a dress. Like that's that's what I want the poster to be. Yeah, it's just too oh, much no. to
1: me. Like you gotta be, it's gotta be subtle. Like you can't give away like your your best hand. Okay, yeah. what
0: about Mara? Okay, how about all of them on the staircase with? Mar- Maryland, like in that one shot. Yeah, sure. I like that not? one. And they were all just a good like, frame. And
1: they're all just looking up at the camera, like they've been caught like, oh, and Eve's in the middle, like it's all about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no, <laughs> just do
0: the same poster as Emperor's New Groove, where it says, it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Cusco, it's just Eve. With like the big Emmy, just like faded behind her. Like, <laughs> There we go. Emperor's New Groove, you've done it again. Title talk.
1: <laughs> Ooh, it's the title. All about Eve. I
0: See, I fucking love this movie even more, because the opening scene does its own title talk. Because like, George know, Sanders right? is like, <laughs> is, like like there's Eve. The movie's all about her, but hmm, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm like,
1: you do you, George Sanders. I'm all for this. I totally agree. Uh, I love that moment in the movie. And but was this all about Eve? It wasn't all about Eve. Like literally. Like if we're looking, if we're looking at a literal title,
0: <laughs> like every frame, it's just Eve. Like she just can't escape it.
1: Like. <laughs> totally. But um, no, because this is this. As we've said, we've discussed probably Betty Davis more than we have um, uh, Anne Baxter. Yeah, but all about Margaret doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? No, exactly. It, it the the title is brilliant though. At the same yeah, time, yeah,
0: and like thematically, it is all about Eve, the younger actress. They're all talking about Eve, so I, I can see why it works.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, it's a perfect title, I think. Even though it's literally not all about no,
0: it, so I'll forgive it for that, just because it's a genius piece of art.
1: Sorry, guys. But moving on, let's pass the power, all of Eve's power, to the people. Pass it here. What? The power to the people. So, if you look at the tomato meter, "All About Eve" has a critical consensus of ninety-nine percent with an audience score of ninety. Whoa, that is that is posh
0: that is high numbers that is looking good that is looking everyone except for the one percent love this movie but enough about that one percent brendan
1: it was you is it you submitted a review on imdb and you just shut on it for fun didn't no you? i would never do that to this movie <laughs> but it's funny as well because like box office wise
0: no actually you know what's really funny so only 74 critics gave this review and yet it has 99 percent. so i know how that works but like, you know you do the math but box office wise this cost 1.4 million to make which back for 1950 is a fair bit also how fuck did this movie cost 1.4 to make like it's not that big
1: of a movie that makes sense there's a lot of sets there's a lot of um different um settings and whatnot uh, i think maybe they
0: world. ordered actual champagne for the set you know maybe.
1: maybe 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 the cast like you know there was this pretty star-studded cast maybe they needed they want to, that uh, dough they needed uh, but here's the
0: thing it cost 1.4 to make it made 8.4 million back then which to, in today's money is 89 million dollars wow pretty good profit
1: margin pretty good he was making bank. <laughs> Nelson Burns is making bank at the career man. Oh, I hope so. Australia <laughs> in the role of the elder actress, Betty Davis plays with a brilliance that not only is the best acting she's ever shown us, but just about the best that has been done on the screen. Nathan, this supports your uh, opinion from before. I wonder why I chose that review. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> More like power to Nathan. <laughs> but you know, but but Nelson's got
0: a point. Like it's it's definitely up there. When I think of I when I think of my favorite female performances,
1: this is definitely up there.
0: Even. All also, just actually forget the female part just all performances in general this is definitely up there
1: yeah no it's yeah it's 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 a fantastic the
0: sp- only one that really sticks out in my mind I don't have you seen the movie
1: Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire? no I have not I, I have not I know all it, yeah. but I haven't seen it there's
0: the, one of the performances in there is also up there I'd recommend for listeners if you want to see great female performances that's really really good
1: I shall check it out
0: please do and let's check out DJ B from The Age DJ B he or she liked it because they wrote never has a film both in story and in technique been brought more closely to the stage than all about Eve it's appeal and success Depend on almost entirely on gesture and
1: conversation, and that's a good point. Gesture and conversation.
0: There's a lot of subtext in this movie you don't get in others. I like, yeah. it's funny that it's so theatrical. Yet this is this was done first in film. Like I th- would have thought immediately this would have come from the theater first. Totally. In the same way that Hollywood loves do- filming about Hollywood, the theater loves
1: doing theater about theater. That is true. So DJB's onto it. Tony Sloman from Radio Times says a classic movie whose qualities remind us that there once was a Hollywood where such sophisticated treats could Be made sophisticated Ooh. treats. I'd love to be called a sophisticated treat. I am a sophisticated <laughs> treat. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, <that's laughs>
0: but you know what I mean? Like, it is, like, after doing all these classics, like, Christ, <laughs> it really, like, you know, verifies that this podcast existence. But, you know, I don't want to toot the horn that the movies were better back then, but, like, <laughs> geez, why is Hollywood not making this kind of shit anymore? You know what I mean? Like, even a good film about Hollywood we haven't had in a while, like La La Land tried.
1: Oh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: No, fuck off, Breton. That's not off caliber. Oh, come on, Nathan. Settle down. Nah. That's all good. Like, yeah, Tarantino Try. Like to his credit, he did try, but like we haven't had one in a while. I think is really. Oh, by the way, Tarantino's Hollywood is not of caliber of like all about eat. Calm down. <laughs> We're all making <laughs> statements here today, mate. <laughs> Like it's I, I want to see some shit like this, Brenton. That's all I want.
1: I get what you mean. Yes, I I can understand where you're coming from. That they don't make them like this anymore. Oh no. oh, but as a as a twenty four year old man, I feel like I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> in saying that, we Hollywood does uh, produce a lot of like I I would argue like there's there's been some fantastic films in the past decade. But um I I see a point that like it'd be interesting to see something that that does what this movie does again. But hey, that's what makes it special. So if you want that, just pop on this movie, dude. I will. I'll watch this ten times. You, you watch me Conrad A gave it one star what, what the fuck what and says Ser- seriously why not like and it's not a question either like why it's like why <laughs> Like, it's this is all exclamation marks seriously why why must this movie be old fashioned again like it's asking why but it doesn't end with a question mark this is bizarre seriously why why must this movie be old fashioned I don't like old fashioned movies and it is in black in whipped movie boo stupid movie <laughs> oh christ that's such like a trump
0: tweet of a review isn't it like oh uh. uh, yeah, it totally is i disagree well i mean obviously we disagree i can definitely see there is there's definitely audiences that well, this is not their movie
1: yeah no you're right it's interesting isn't it like we we're we make this show more like these movies are still worth watching yeah but there's still like that edge that you have to get over in that yeah. sense of like some people just can't get over it that so this movie came out 70 years ago and it was made in a different time um when different different technology was available and 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 this is what was produced it doesn't look like a movie that came out this year
0: it, there's also that danger that, that, this, that this raises where like the more you and I do this this show and the more like well read we get with this we do run that risk of sounding pretentious where like we now yeah only like which I don't think we will because we'll keep doing the odd like Wild, Wild West and like the odd cats here and there
1: so like <laughs> it'll keep us grounded mate that's that's my job on this show it's like <laughs> yeah, movie no matter how like... high we <laughs> climb it's better that will keep us planted firmly on the floor so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> jeez and thick boss 47 finally wrote on you YouTube. if sunset Boulevard pandas to cinema all about Eve pandas to theater perhaps that's why it won the Oscars despite being very dialogue heavy when compared to Sunset Boulevards stunning film noir visuals
1: sunset Boulevard was still pretty dialogue heavy as well yeah
0: that's the thing I think this is more of an actor's movie because like in sunset Gloria got all the attention essentially
1: yeah like and I think like it's again like if you look at kind of uh you know when we talk about Sunset Boulevard we talk about different things isn't this and and this we talk about the screenplay you know what I mean mm. like that was like the number one thing for us both was like the screenplay. Uh, so I can understand why dialogue heavy is, is said to a certain degree but like you know Sunset Boulevard also had a strong screenplay and, and good dialogue but like like you said like visually like Sunset Boulevard's probably more enticing Yeah absolutely I, it,
0: definitely visually or because they have Billy Wilder behind the camera.
1: But this doesn't need that it's still visually interesting No, and, it's, and I think
0: it would have been distracting if the directing was anything more than what it
1: was. That's it and I, I think it's very well directed. Oh yeah. Actually it's bizarre that this won best director over Sunset Boulevard when you think about it. Yes. If you're voting for for a director, like but and I'm not saying as well. I'm not saying that one's better than the other in terms of like direction and and, and filmmaking. I think they both serve their purpose. Yeah. But it's nice to see that the Academy voted for that. You know what's so funny? To...
0: When we reviewed Sunset Boulevard, I remember now you and I were very confused that it, this that, that that it didn't win the Oscars. I think I think if you go back to that episode, there's a recording of us going like, "All about Eve. What's this shit? Why did this movie win?" <laughs> so and and future selves now. Now that we know,
1: but it's it's nice to see that like because I feel like sometimes nowadays. The academy kind of panders towards directors and cinematographers that do gimmick stuff, you yeah, know, and, and visual tricks more than like they US do Wes Andersons or like all
0: that. Even though he actually hasn't won any.
1: <laughs> Not saying that the movies that do win aren't deserving of it and aren't serving their stories, but sometimes I feel like the gimmick comes first over the what the story is and like how it's serving that. So it's nice to see. But that. on the other
0: hand, Brenton, if Tom Hooper can win Best Director, anyone can.
1: <laughs> Sign us up. And with that being said, thank you, Thick Boss. First of all, forty-seven.
0: That was. Um, uh, all about Eve. That was all about Eve Brenton. Oh boy. We just know so much about her now. Including that's not even
1: a real name.
0: <laughs> it's Gertrude. Bloody Gertrude. Bloody oh, Gertrude. That's what they should have called the movie. Bloody Gertrude.
1: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Title talk. There we are. There's a new title. It. I'm down for that. Oh. Bloody Gertrude. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in again onto Classic Movie Banter. We really the, do. i just as you say that. I'm
0: just imagining like someone with their iPhone quite, trying to like quite literally tune it. Like what yeah, frequency yeah,
1: yeah. are these borers on? <laughs> They've got like a radio and antenna like attached to their iPhone, and they're just like trying to like. <laughs> What frequency are they on? No, Grandma, this is not how you listen to a podcast. Quiet, boy. <laughs> uh, Grandma, as well, if you could please just give us a review on the podcast app or like, like, subscribe, do all that shit. We love it when you guys do that. And more importantly, suggest new movies for us to review. Yeah. You know? Well, not new movies, old movies, I mean. Like, suggest old movies for as us to as review. As long as it's older than
0: 20 years, we'll chat about it. Clearly, we'll talk about anything at this stage. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally anything that's older than 20 years. Yeah. That, that's a movie,
0: hopefully. <laughs> like, we don't just be like, ScoMo, what's he up to? He's older than 20 years.
1: Here on this show, we talk about things that are older than 20 years and then you come out with, like, ScoMo's exact age. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Because normally we like to,
0: because people have the coin. but normally we like to align movies with their anniversaries. So, like, same thing with, like, this video yeah. was, like, it
1: turned 70 years. So, like, it'd be funny if we did people because we just do it on their birthdays. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great. Uh, such as such our birthday specials. But, Nathan, again, i got to say, don't even suggest new movies. Tell us what you thought about All About Eve. Is it as good as what we're saying? Or is it, you know, is it something that you just don't really see what, what, what we're saying? You're just like, All About Eve, that was all right but it wasn't, you know, best movie ever made or anything, you know what i mean? Like let us know. We're all about the perspectives on here on the about the different opinions. The thumbs up, the thumbs down and the thumbs in between. That's that's us. <laughs> that's us in a nutshell. <laughs> well, Nathan, thanks for chatting mate. It's been You're
0: fun. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll see you next week for another movie because that's what we're here to do. Are we? Yes, movies Brenton. Oh. Oh. Oh.